Hey everybody, welcome to episode 14 of The Nerd Out. Yay! Yay! I am Lisa, aka T.I. Totally inappropriate that she is. <laughs> I'm Ritzy P, aka Ritz Balls. We're girls and we're here to nerd out with you. Uh, you can reach us if you would like, and we hope that you would like, at thenerdout.com. That would be our website. You can tweet us at The Nerd Out. We are on Facebook. We have a page there that you can like, and you can also email us, info at thenerdout.com. We welcome any and all correspondence. Negative, positive, whatever. Most, Whatever's clever. Mostly positive. I mean, <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, I don't really care. <laughs> but, you know, constructive feedback, I'll take that. Yeah, we'll take it, you know. Um, and, and, T.I., why don't we tell the loverly nerd out there why this episode, episode 14, is so special. It is the zombie apocalypse episode. This is the first in a series of episodes that we are going to do about zombies and the zombie apocalypse, aka the Zapocalypse. Zapocalypse kids. As Put I like it in to call your it. Cab. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one that we've been wanting to do for a super long time because both of us are ginormous zombie quote unquote fans. Yes. Uh, is that fans? That suggests um, love. That's, yeah. Um, I legitimately feared the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, so what would be who's to say? We'll come up with a better yeah. word than fans. <laughs> Victims. Yeah. Uh, and every episode, we will strive to bring you both a pro and a Joe. That's right. And, and uh, <clears throat> from our from our vast litany of people who are also obsessed with zombies and people that we know, um, but our very first guest was the one person that, when we conceptualized this idea, he was our go-to guy, numero uno. Numero uno. Yeah, that would be Matt Moak. He is a... a I mean, he's like the world's number one expert on all things zombies. Yeah. He is the head of the Zombie Research Society, and uh, we caught him on a National Geographic special about, like, I don't know, end of the world. Yeah, end of the world, zombie apocalypse in Los Angeles, and what you should have in your zombie kit. I believe we talked about it in an earlier yes. episode. Yes, in a much earlier episode, yes, because... He mentioned, I don't know, do we want to... Now, let's let the man, let's let the man speak yeah, for yeah, himself. Yeah. So uh, we are going to give him a call and bring this awesome conversation to you guys. So get ready. Here it is, kids. Hi, we have our very first and very special guest. That would be Matt Mo, the world's number one zombie expert. Yay. Hi, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for being with us. Yeah, excited. Uh, good. We'll, we'll just jump right in because we have a whole lot of things to ask you. Yes. Okay. The first, um, why don't you just tell us why and how you got into being a zombie expert? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, for me personally, I've always been obsessed with zombies. Like I was the kind of kid that when I, when I was young, I would, before I went to sleep, I would um, try to think of monsters and zombies and uh, anything scary in hopes of having a nightmare. Cause I figured it was like a free movie. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I didn't have to, I didn't have to bribe my sister to drive me to the movie theater. I could just like watch a free movie in my head at night. Um, so I, I've, that kind of come to it from the film side. I've always been kind of obsessed with horror in general and specifically zombies. And then 
at some point along the way, I just started asking the question, you know, if, if a zombie were to actually show up at your front door, what would it actually look like? You know, what, yeah. what is kind of real about this and what is just total BS? And that's where uh, this all started. And so that's actually an excellent place to start. What do you think is the most likely scenario for a zombie to show up at your door? Yeah, that's – well, you know, the thing is if you think about um, kind of the new wave of zombie, which is what I like to call the living zombie, so something from like 28 days later, yeah. which is not actually a, a, a ghoul that – or a, a person that dies and comes back from the dead and wants to eat you, but more just someone that's infected and, and relentlessly aggressive and trying to attack and spread the sickness um, – that's totally possible, and that's probably, I would say, you know, the most likely. Some purists say that's not really a zombie, but if you look at even like a movie like Zombieland, it came out in 2009. Most people don't realize it, but the zombies in that movie were were still alive. They didn't die and come back to life. They were literally just infected people who wanted to eat each other. So, uh, you know, the Zombieland zombies are very realistic, in my opinion. Well, and it's like zombies in Haiti are actually real people. That's true. Zombies in Haiti are real people. Um, that you know, the interesting thing about that is that um, the the Haitian voodoo zombie, which which you're totally right, and they they believe that they've died and been brought back to life, um, but it's ultimately through drugs and religious ceremony and religious belief that that this happens. But interestingly, to me anyway, uh, the Haitian zombie is not really related at all to the modern zombie that we know from video games and films and things like that. The term essentially was stolen from that traditional Haitian zombie, the word zombie, and applied to this new type of monster that was really created in 1968 with uh, George Romero's uh, movie Night of the Living Dead. Speaking of George Romero, um, I don't think you, I don't know if you mentioned that you're head of the zombie research society. Hello, pro. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. And he's on the advisory board. He is on the board. Yeah, that was a good get. Um, yeah, he's on the board and, and yeah, zombie research society really started. It's kind of the next step of what I was talking about, how I got into zombies. So as I started asking those questions, what would a zombie really be like if it showed up at your front door? Um, if I wanted to know, for instance, if a zombie needed to blink or what would happen to your eyeball if you didn't blink? Um, or what would ha- what happens to the eyeball when you're rotting, if the corpse actually comes back and, and what, you know, what is the process of rotting for the eyeball? I would call up the head of the National Academy of Ophthalmology and ask her. So I, I was asking real experts in these different fields about, you know, how the zombie brain worked and, you know, like I said, how decomposition works, et cetera. And it, everybody pretty much was willing to help across the board, but it turned out some of these people were actually interested in zombies also on their own. And that's how the board started. And then, um, you know, a lot of those different experts on the board, we've got the co-director of education at Harvard Medical School and leading neuroscientists who developed a 3D model of the zombie brain. And then our kind of stated goal in Zombie Research Society is to advance the level of of knowledge and respect for zombies in the arts and sciences. So on the art side, we've got guys like George Romero, who's, you know, legendary zombie film director, and uh, Scott Kenimore, who wrote Zen Zombie and several other zombie books. And so we kind of try to cover all our bases. So... Knowing that as a kid, you know, that was one of your favorite movies, how awesome was it to talk to him and get him to be part of your society? That was crazy. I mean, it was just crazy. It was insane. I mean, he's been he's been on the board for, I guess, almost a year and a half now. 
But uh, I first met him at a convention in Seattle, and I got lucky because he 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 actually was already friends with another member on the board. Oh, so that cool. was kind of my in. And yeah. uh, but getting a chance to talk to him and and uh, uh, hear about you know his background and how he got started and everything else, it's just you know I was like a little kid. It was ridiculous. Um, but uh, <laughs> very very excited to have him on the board. Obviously, awesome. That's awesome. Um, also really quickly, if I'm just a normal person who is a zombie fan and I wanted to get involved with the society, how would I do that? Can normal people join? Totally. Yeah. You can, yeah, you, it, you can get involved in any way that you want. Um, it's one of, we have three tenants in zombie tenants in zombie research society. One is kind of defining the zombie. The second one is is the a statement that uh, the zombie plague is coming. It's not a matter of if, but when. So that kind of drives our our research. And and then the third one is that enthusiastic debate about zombies is is essential to the survival of the human race. And kind of what that means to me is that we're not experts preaching to other people. We're not like telling other people this is exactly how zombies are going to be. I mean, we'll never really know how zomb- what the zombie plague is going to look like until it happens. So we definitely encourage everyone to get involved. And what you do is just co- go to our website, which is zombieresearchsociety.com. Uh, cool. You go there well, and it's got the information. Seeing as uh, we do think that it is a um, when and not an if, yeah. what is – let's say you live in Los Angeles. What would be your zombie apocalypse plan? Well, yeah, I, and I, I'm glad that you pointed out a specific location because I really think all survival, all zombie survival is local, and I think that applies to any sort of major natural or man-made disaster. The, the issues that you have, that you face if you're in Fairbanks, Alaska, are completely different than the issues you're going to have if you're in Orlando, Florida, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So in L.A., the biggest worry that I would have – well, there's twofold, but the by far the biggest one is water, right? We essentially live in a desert. Uh, there's no, you know, the ocean doesn't help at all. We get all of our water pumped in from uh, 400 miles north of here. We don't get any water from the LA River. We get our water, most of our water pumped from 400 miles north of here, pumped over the mountains. It has to go 22,000 feet up and back down. As soon as that system fails, the entire population of 12 million people in the Los Angeles Basin will be completely out of water almost instantly. So... Uh, you can die of dehydration. This is terrifying. <laughs> it's a total disaster. You can die of dehydration in as little as three days, right? So yeah. this notion that that oh my gosh, I'm gonna I have to create a great zombie defense and you know build up all these zombie defenses around my house um, <laughs> and get a shotgun on my roof and just blow the zombies away. That's just that's all fine and good, but essentially what's going to happen is you're going to die of dehydration before you ever even see a zombie. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night. Well, thank you, because now that's going to keep me up at night. No sleep. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that we thought was really interesting that we saw you um, talk about on the TV is the right stuff to have in your zombie apocalypse kit. Uh, right. We were, in particular, very impressed by binoculars. 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 Yep. That was like, when I saw that on the Nat Geo show, I was like, Telling uh, T.I., I was like, binoculars! <laughs> like, of course. Yeah. What are other things? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's the thing is a lot of people like to think about weapons and, you know, it's, that, that can be fun. Um, but uh, it, it essentially really is basic survival stuff. So a lot of the stuff that you'd have in your zombie 
survival kit would be the same that you would have in any any other type of kit. One thing that I would recommend, which is a weapon of sorts, is a non-lethal weapon, um, a uh, a stun gun. I would definitely have a stun gun in, oh. in there, which is uh, you know about the size of a garage door opener. It's got two little prongs on it, and uh, they're they're relatively cheap to buy. They come with a lifetime lithium battery, and and uh, they pack a million volts, and if you hit somebody with it, it knocks them down for five to ten minutes, and uh, should work on humans as well as zombies. But it definitely works on humans, and I think that the human threat is the biggest overlooked threat in a zombie outbreak. The other hostile and desperate humans. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about them. Definitely, always. I think about <laughs> them now, not even as zombies. Like they're always a threat. Yeah, right. <clears throat> um, I have a particular question that has been plaguing me. Um. Okay, zombies in water. Right. Uh, I never really thought about it until I read World War Z, and there was a lot of talk about like zombies walking on the floor of the ocean and things like this. Yeah. What do you think will happen to zombies in water? Can, I mean, they're going to need oxygen, so presumably they can't walk on the floor of the ocean. Right. Well, you know, if we're talking about the undead zombie, prevailing theories are that they that they don't need oxygen. Um, but again, this is all theory, but, but the notion is that their heart isn't beating, so they're not necessarily breathing um, uh, in any sort of traditional way. But, but, you know, each answer opens up more questions. So now, you know, you yeah. could ask, well, zombies moan, right? People think zombies moan. Well, if you're not breathing at all, you can't make any noise. So they're definitely not, they're definitely not able to moan unless there's some sort of air going in and out. Um, but let's put that aside uh, for now. The have you guys ever seen the movie Zombie uh, from 1979? It's a Italian zombie movie. It's also called no. Zombie Two Z O Z O M B I. There's a there's a, a scene in the beginning where a shark fights a zombie underneath the water in the mm-hmm. ocean. It's, it's if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Uh, well, this was actually my follow up question, which is depending on how zombie virus is transmitted, can right. we have things like zombie sharks? Because that kind of freaks me out. Yeah, it's a good question too. Um, in terms of the walking underwater, I, I don't think it's zombies. The, the key to zombies is this: that, and it's one of the things that I think makes them so popular. That they're not supernatural. Um, they are biologically based. And what that means is that they don't, they can't fly, they don't climb on ceilings, they don't live forever, they don't have superhuman strength, right? They don't, um, and so you can actually study them scientifically. That's why we have all these hard, hardcore science geeks looking into them. <laughs> and also, I think they're really, that's what makes them really relevant in, in our postmodern society. There's no romance in a zombie. So if we think about a zombie under, underwater, it can't just magically walk under the water. Um, it would be at the mercy of the tides. It would be at mercy un- at the mercy of water pressure as it gets in deeper depths, and it would be at the mercy of the effects of decay and bloat on a body when it's in water. And so, if you talk to you know any sort of mortician or um, uh, police, uh, you know, uh, crime scene expert. Water is very damaging to the body. So a zombie in water would deteriorate theoretically much more quickly than a zombie not in water. So there's a notion that you could have legions of zombies walking around the bottom of the ocean just sort of going wherever they want. Almost makes as much sense as having a legion of people walking around the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, it, just yeah. doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, in terms of zombie sharks, you know, my, my question with that, and, and it actually brings up another point that a lot of um, – 
uh, zombie, you know, movies and, and, and books make is that zombies are sort of like zombies eat everything, you know, like it, it, zombies come to town and all of a sudden there's nothing left. Like the, the last surviving humans would starve to death because there's no food left. They've eaten all the raccoons and they've eaten all the dogs and whatever else. Right. Yeah. And they yeah. just sort of go across the land and eat every single bug and every single everything. Again, if we're thinking about a zombie as a biological creature, so it's not magical. Um, if you want to know whether or not other animals can turn into zombies, the first thing you'd have to ask is, do zombies eat, eat animals? And, and one of the tests for that I always like to think of is we think zombies don't work together, right? Prevailing theory is they don't work together. It's not like you're a zombie and I'm a zombie and we go to a house and I say, hey, you go around the back door and I'll scare them at the front. They'll go <laughs> running out the back and then you can eat them. They, you know, it, you might have a horde of zombies, but they're all working individually. So all you got to do is, to test whether or not zombies, you know, effectively eat many different types of animals is go outside by yourself with no net and no friends to help you and try to catch a squirrel, right? Or That's try true. to catch, yeah. uh, try to catch my dogs that are barking in the background right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to imagine that zombies having lim their limited ability would be able to uh my dog's going crazy <laughs> they don't like zombies uh it's difficult to imagine that that zombies would have the ability to just sort of attack any animal yeah well, my question is i i read an interview that you did that you were talking about um you know the zombie apocalypse were to happen and um it would be like a disease and you were saying something like more along the lines of mad cow disease, a, a prion disease. Yeah. So say like a zombie wouldn't be able to catch an animal, but for some, I don't know who's to say weirder things have happened. Say somehow a, a zombie bit an animal or I don't know. Would, right. would there ever be a chance of there being zombie animals since like mad cow disease, we can't get it exactly from what I read, but we get a mutation of it. Right, exactly. Or, 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 or let's just look at like bird flu or swine flu. I mean, the reason they call it bird flu is because it comes from birds yeah. and then it's transferred to humans. Now, so it's definitely possible. And actually one of the newest members of our board who just joined uh, this week is, uh, is her name's uh, um, Tara Smith. And she is uh, uh, an epidemiologist who is an expert in new infectious diseases that are that come from animal to human. So that's that's all she does. She's a professor at University of Iowa. So it's, I'm psyched about that. But that's um, awesome. yeah, but so so in theory, and again, it's all theory. But yeah. in theory, there is potential that that any sort of sickness can infect different species. But for the most part, if you look at if you look at the diseases that are known to man today. If it does infect different species, it's only a very small handful of species. Okay. So, for instance, you know, flu can be in pigs and and uh, and uh, humans and birds, but like rattlesnakes and sharks aren't going to collect, aren't, aren't going to ever get the flu, right? I mean, there's certain you can, only a very few species can get any specific disease, right? Yeah. So, for instance, like HIV, right? HIV is in chimps, but it doesn't do anything to them. Um. So, and, and a lot of animals, they just can't even, it's just not even the right genetic makeup. So, so potentially, yeah, there could be other zombie animals, depending on what it, what it is. Like you said, you know, a prion disease, 
for sure. It could be something else. Um, but for the most part, um, we focus on the human research. I and mean, we do look at some zombie animals, but we mostly focus on human research. And then, um, and thanks again for, I mean, for reading that, that's fascinating. And now I'm just going to be doing as much research as possible <laughs> on prion disease. Um, but you also mentioned something that's extra fascinating, and it's going to, I think, maybe just make me think a lot more about zombies. When you mentioned the research that the European Molecular Biology Laboratory did, if you could tell us a little more what you were talking about, if you remember from that interview. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you talking about the, uh, the, the, the mice getting the prion disease? Um, no, when you're talking about they did research on the switch, the off and on switch on the fear. Uh, yeah, it's so interesting. Um, yeah, I think that was an Italian uh, a study, but essentially what they found was, was, and this is, this is us looking into why zombies don't show any defensive reflex, right? I mean, if I hold a baseball bat up and try to hit you in the head, you're, you're going to either try to duck or put your arms up or you, or if you're attacking me and I punch you or stab you, um, it, it's logical that you would try to get away from that. And, and all animals do it, right? Yeah. So if you're being attacked by something, um, you know, being attacked by a bear, they say punch it in the nose, right? And hopefully it'll, it'll not want to have that happen and it'll go away. Zombies never show any defensive reflex, so why is that? So there's this – what they found was there's actually a fear switch in the brain and in the human brain. And when this switch is set in the on position, people respond to – fear triggers appropriately. So they will try to shy away from threats. They will, you know, avoid when they're afraid of something, they'll try to avoid it. But if you turn the switch off, uh, what happens is that people respond to fear with aggression. So they're not able to actually shy away from something that's a fr that's, that's frightening them or injuring them. They actually become more aggressive, the more afraid they get. So if you're beating a zombie over the head with a baseball bat and it just sort of continues to come at you more, you know, more aggressively, uh, the argument is potentially this, this fear trigger is turned off in their heads. And so they have no other choice. They literally can't duck from your baseball bat. All they can do is chart is, you know, attack you more violently. So that essentially they're kind of just in fear mode all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, like, if we look at like film film depictions of them, there's all all you always see these depictions of zombies just sort of wandering around, right? They're wandering around or they're looking for food, but then as they see prey and they approach it, um, they get kind of more excited, right? And then yeah. and then there are these images of uh, these scenes of people actually trying to fight the zombies off, and they sort of come at you even more aggressively when you try to fight them off. So it would kind of explain that, rather, I mean, it, you know, because it's kind of it's unusual. Zombies would be the only creature ever known that net, that doesn't care if it gets injured, right? I mean, yeah. there's e even any other monster you can think of. If you break its ankle or if you do something that will hurt it, you know, you 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 expose it to some sort of mortal danger, it will try to shy away. Zombies don't care. Cut off a zombie's arm, cut off its leg. The zombie breaks its ankle, it doesn't care. It'll just keep coming at you, yeah. you know. So so this could explain why that is. Fascinating, man. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> there's, no, there's actually another interesting theory that's that's around that. Because, again, you know, the reason I love this stuff is it's all theory. And so so you, we just kind of build theories and then try to poke holes in them and come up with better theories. And the idea is we'll never really know fully. But 
until it actually happens, but we're trying to build a working body of, of theories so that we have a better chance of surviving when it does happen. But there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a medical disorder in humans called SEPA. It's chronic, uh, chronic insensitivity to pain. Uh, I don't know what the A is for, but it's CIPA. And, uh, and it's, you know, it, it affects a select group of people, uh, all over the world. And, and what it is, is they have, um, they have people, they can feel things. They, they have, their sense of touch is fully uh, capable, but they can't feel pain. Their pain receptors are turned off. So, so when people have this, when they have SIPA and, ch- you know, little kids, like infants will like gnaw their, fi- when they're teething on their finger, they'll mm. gnaw their finger to the bone. Or like little kids will put their hands on, on hot stoves and just leave it t- there until the skin is like melting off. And, and it, so it causes amazing amounts of problems for these people because they don't they can't understand pain so they could for instance they could break their arm off practically in a playing a sport and they wouldn't even care they'd be like oh whatever let's just keep playing <laughs> um so and again it has to do with these this like uh, genetic imbalance and these um d- certain deficiencies that potentially uh, it could be another reason why zombies you know don't respond to this pain is they they, they can feel but they don't uh, feel pain now what I want to add to that is that a lot of people say zombies don't duck when you try to hit them because they can't feel anything. They don't feel anything. And we know that's not the case because there's if you can't feel anything, if you don't have a sense of touch or if zombies don't, they would not be able to walk down the street. If you can't feel your feet on the ground beneath you, you can't walk. If you can't yeah. feel your hand grasping a, a potential victim, you can't hold on to them. You know, So, so uh, we definitely know they can feel – it's just that it seems like they don't respond to pain in any sort of logical way. That's so fascinating. I love this. <laughs> Best. <clears throat> My choice for the pro- first pro of our zombie <laughs> episodes. <laughs> well, I wish that I could say that this answered and soothed all of my fears, but I'm afraid it's given me a whole new list of things to fear. I well, no. Can... Hey, I'll tell you, that's the real problem. And you asked me before why I got into it. And and one of the real reasons was along the way somewhere I went from a from a kid who like wished to have nightmares to a, to an adult who was actually afraid of zombies. Like I don't like to go to a zombie parks, and you know, and I don't understand why you would want to be in a place where you can't tell the difference between someone dressed up like a zombie and an actual zombie. You know, it sounds like a disaster. So you but, will uh, never do the the zombie 5K where the zombies chase you while you're trying to do a 5K. No. <laughs> okay, see? Thank you. Ritzy and I argue about this all the time, and I there's no way in hell that I'm going to do that. I'm sweating as every time I talk about it, I sweat, but I'm in the same same gang here with you kids, but I feel like we should test ourselves. No, my wife used to say she was going to dress up with with uh with her friends and uh like on my birthday or something and sca- dress up as zombies and scare me. And they all just they literally were going to do it and they all decided not to because they're like, you know, he might just grab a knife or something and stab him. <laughs> This could like, end really badly because, you know, I'm legitimately afraid of them. And the problem is I got into all this stuff. You know, one of the reasons is, okay, well, I wanted to understand what I'm really afraid of. And and, and people say that, you know, the old adage, face your fears, right? Yeah. If you face your fear, then you overcome it. And the problem is the more research I do on this stuff, the more yeah. the more possible it seems and actually the more afraid I am. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a bummer in that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can put money on the fact that I'm going to have a huge zombie nightmare tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, if people want to learn more, obviously the society is a good place to start. And why don't you tell us really quickly about the books that you've written, too, in case people want to check those out? 
Yeah, so uh, so I've got a, a couple books out. One, the first is a um, a zombie kids book. It, it teaches kids how to recognize a zombie outbreak in its earliest uh, well, stage. Best, best title ever. I know. And yeah. the title is. The title is that's not your mommy anymore. <laughs> Essentially teaches, you know, a, a, a mom turns into a zombie and chases a, a kid around the house and, and you learn all the warning signs and figure out how to get away from the mom. Um, <laughs> so that was, that's a lot of fun. And then the second one is sort of obviously more serious. It's a 300-page nonfiction book uh, called Everything You Ever Want to Know About Zombies. And it's essentially, you know, all the research that Zombie Research Society has done from uh, in the last uh, five years or so. so. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. This has been... Yeah. Like well, our first big interview, but super enlightening and super scary. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us, Matt. Yeah, no problem. I had a lot of fun. Stay safe. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. You too. All right. Bye bye. Bye, dude. How fucking amazing was that shit? That was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Matt. Yeah. He was, he, was, he was great. I mean, he was very informative. And I think that knowing his history on how he would want to have nightmares about zombies and now he's afraid of them. Be, be, be careful what you wish for as a kid, kids. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it really is true that I was so excited to perhaps put some fears to rest. And instead, no, I just have a whole new one. Oh, yeah. Brand new Real, I think the the point is that realistic. Yeah, the realistical. Like it's 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 that much more closer to really. Yeah, my Although, hands are sweating. It was. I'm, I'm kind of sweating too. Um, I am a little bit relieved about the zombies in the ocean thing because one yeah. of my escape plans this has to do with hijacking a boat and going to an island. So at least now I'm feeling pretty confident that they're not going to reach that island. Yeah, that's a good one. That that that's a little ray of hope, a light of hope at the end of the apocalypse tunnel. You know, all we got maybe we'll we'll investigate and explore this more. Have your packs ready. Yep. Survival kits ready. Which especially in Los Angeles, although really anywhere, is just something that you should have anyway. Yeah, and I think you know what he maybe didn't say in the interview, but what he was saying in the video that we saw of him is, you know, are you going to be at the store when that shit goes down? Like, you should have one in your car. You should have yes. one at home. You should have, if you work at an office all the time where you spend most of your life, have one in the office and stuff like that. And I think he also made a good point is when he said, oh, good good point of saying in Los Angeles, being specific about the the geography, the location, the terrain, and everything like that. Um, I think one, when I was doing research before he came on, I think one thing that was really, um, I think important in, is what I think one of the, the people that we interviewed for this interview as well, the ZRT, the zombie response team, mm-hmm. I think all of those, uh, people in that, what would it be realm, you mm-hmm. know, in that study, you know, just really, say that the zombie apocalypse is really a metaphor to be prepared for any epidemic, pandemic, man-made, or natural disaster. Yes. So if you're ready for the apocalypse... You're ready for anything. That's right, kids. <laughs> so we're trying to help you out. Yeah. Although, um, I actually... 
I mean, I'm not entirely convinced that the zombie apocalypse will be masquerading as anything other than a straight up <laughs> zombie motherfucking apocalypse. <laughs> well, you know, um, we talk about how you still haven't seen, you know, Misfits, though, oh, even yeah. though I, you know, you wanted me to see Game of Thrones and I finally saw it, but whatever. <laughs> oh, whatever. damn. <laughs> but I was finally catching up with it yesterday, really quick. Um, on season three, and there were, you know, some scary-ass zombies because you couldn't tell there were zombies. Because yeah. it was like a disease. Like, you know, if you just, you're sick, right? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe look a little run down and tired, but I don't I don't necessarily know that you have... Do they alle- eat brains? No, they just bit you anywhere they could because they wanted to get the blood. They're kind of like they needed the blood and a little bit of the tissue. And then mm. as soon as you were bitten, you'd like fall asleep and wake up and you would you wouldn't understand why like you have all your memories and feelings but you wouldn't understand why you had this urge that you wanted to attack someone else to bite them so it was kind of freaking me out you know <laughs> you know are we, when it happens are, are you gonna see like what we see on walking dead where everyone's like you know falling skins falling off or is it gonna be yeah you know masquerading a, as masquerading a as a you know like like we're talking about the mad, you know, the prion diseases that I'm so fucking fascinated with now. <laughs> um, what if like someone's walking around and they have something like that? It's an internal disease that's mutating inside, might not necessarily have any um, outer effects. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm pretty fucked up and scared. Right now. Well, and I th- I think too it was a really interesting point that like I'm I mean in everyday life anyway I'm more worried about my fellow human beings. Then, like, we'll all probably be killed by a, a person yeah. before a zombie in the zombie apocalypse. And I'll probably kill a lot of people, more like more people than zombies. Oh, yeah. Because they'll be freaking the fuck out. They won't know what to do. They'll want my shit. They'll want my shit. They'll get in my way. They'll probably say some stupid negative shit. And I'll be like, you know what? I don't give a fuck because some zombies are about to come right now. So I'm going <laughs> to fucking shoot your fucking ass right now. Or, like, stab you in the neck. You know? Like, it doesn't matter. You know? And... I think, God damn it! I'm trying to not say you know, but I'll keep saying it. <laughs> Anyways, I feel being ready. I think knowing the the hundreds of possibilities of what could happen, mm-hmm. and 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 him talking about that <clears throat> water, the water oh, yeah. supply that messed me up. Craziness. Yeah, that messed me up. Like, there's more. There's a hundred things you have to worry about before even, like you said, before being bitten by a zombie. Yeah. You're just going to have to shoot your way to the grocery store and take it over. And and so I think talking to these pros and these Joes, I think is going to add to our knowledge to help us with our theories and our preparedness, readiness. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel anything that I do, I want to know potentially how the system works because I'm part of that system. You know, if I know how it works, I have options. I can maneuver. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being told or reminded about, hey, well, what about the water? You need water. Are you going to die of dehydration? Are you going to die because a zombie bites you? Mm -hmm. You know, it's no knowing that type of stuff. It's, I think with all these episodes, it's just going to, I'm going to be, we're going to be ready kids and we want to help you because I want (laughs) to, I want to be ready to be able to help myself and my loved ones. Yeah. Well, and we want the nerds to inherit the earth. They're going to. I was going to say, duh, it's going to happen, you know? So, (laughs) so yes, amazing, amazing episode. And 
speaking of the the ZRT, we met with them. What would you say a couple of months ago? Yeah, a couple of months ago. What were they? They were on a tour. They were on a tour of the country, pretty much. They were in so many states. Yeah, <laughs> just driving around in their awesome car that had the decal. Yes, zombie response team on it. Yeah, they uh, they were awesome. They were in Los Angeles. We kind of hooked up with them on Twitter. Um, sat down, had uh, I think somebody had a drink. That would be me. <laughs> Uh, and then they gave us uh, badass t-shirts and wristbands. And wristbands. Yeah, and we did a, a, audio, a, vi- a video. Video interview. Interview um, outside of the, the lovely farmer's market. Yes. Grove slash Grove. The Grove. And um, here's a little snippet of the interview. Uh, could you guys please introduce yourselves to us? Yes, well, we are the zombie response team, and I am Morgan, and this is... I'm Josh. <laughs> and what do you guys do for the zombie response team? Well, uh... It's a good question. We pretty much do everything for zombie response team, and, uh, I do more than social media, and he does, uh, the website, and that kind of stuff, and we teach people survival, and, um, some of the sell merchandise, and... Lots of training, training videos and training articles on our website, all that kind of stuff. Do you guys have a mission? Yes, we do. Our mission is to educate people on basic survival techniques using the zombie theme. And um, basically, you know, we want to use the zombie genre and the theme to really teach people about basic survival. You know, if you can survive the zombie apocalypse, you can survive anything. Why did you guys start it? <laughs> this is kind of Josh's area. <laughs> well, uh, we just started zombie uh, zombie response team to bring uh, to bring the whole zombie thing out to, to people and get people prepared for you know the whole what if. Uh, zombie response team really started with a bunch of friends sitting around a table just laughing and joking about what if. So we just kind of took that one step up and started started this whole little business, this whole company of just let's prepare everybody around us and just go from there. Because we realized how unprepared people were. <laughs> Why do you... What did you notice that people were unprepared about? Pretty much everything. I mean, you know, people come to our Facebook and Twitter all the time and they say, I'm ready to kill some zombies. Okay, well, what are you going to do when the water runs out? What are you going to do when the electricity goes out? What are you going to do when there's no water? <laughs> what are you going to do for warmth, shelter, et cetera, et cetera? You're not going to be able to cook the mac and cheese when the lights go out. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, those are pretty important things that people don't think about. <laughs> What's your best guess as to how the zombie apocalypse starts or unfolds? <laughs> People are very, very cut and dry on this. I don't think we've very like we've well, really discussed or like set an exact. But. There are so many different theories, and actually, what's happening right now is that there are things in, in on uh, in online news that are saying, "Well, that's going to start the zombie apocalypse." Like there was this one pe- person that started the the what was it the death virus, the Ebola, the Black Plague. They gotcha. recreated the Black Plague yeah, because they, just, they were like, yay, let's re-engineer the Black Plague. <laughs> well, that could start the zombie apocalypse almost instantly. I mean, think about it. <laughs> I mean, maybe not the zombie apocalypse, but an apocalypse for sure. Again, you know, just a repeat of history. So it's uh, those kind of things that, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, scientists are working with whole different viruses and bacteria all the time. They have no idea what's going to start the zombie apocalypse. 
If you had a couple of tips for the normal everyday person to prepare themselves, what is your expert advice on the best things to prepare? Um, well, first, you're going to need a way to uh, have water, food, fire, and shelter. So some easy ways to do that is to create a bug out bag, is um, find a water purifier, you know, um, a few weeks worth of food, like dry foods and and um, things like that, and then something, a few different ways to start a fire. A lighter, but when the lighter goes out, do a fire steal and, um, you know, just several different ways to do that. And shelter, you know, you could do a poncho, at the, at the lining of a poncho, just just things like that. So uh, I think the best thing that you, the, the, the thing you really need to remember and keep close to heart is be ready to move and move fast. Don't, ex- um, don't expect to be stationary in one spot, and I'm gonna stick it out right here where I'm at. If you can, if you can have all this stuff prepared into a, a bag that you yourself can carry for an extended period of time, it'd be great. Just grab it, get going. And again, of course, a weapon like a machete, or if you have a gun, something like that. Yeah. Personal protection. <laughs> okay, and one more very, very important question: Are you guys afraid of the thriller video zombies? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they, they move pretty quick. They move they do. <laughs> It's the fast ones that scare Yes. The, I don't like the fast ones. <laughs> cool. Awesome. There's actually much more. Oh, so much more. And yes. you guys can find that uh, on our website, thenerdout.com. And, uh, yeah, check out the ZRT. We loved them. They were really great. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, guys. Um, so I think that that about wraps it up for our... Very first, uh, the inaugural Zapocalypse episode. Um, we want to hear from you guys and we want to know your theories, your questions, your ideas. Even, uh, if there's anybody in particular you think that we should talk to, let us know. You can email us, uh, the nerd info at the nerd com. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, <laughs> or you can Facebook us, Twitter us, whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to keep bringing you a pro and a Joe. I mean, granted, both of our peeps this time, both kind of pros. They're both pros. <laughs> we were the Joes. We were big We time. were the inaugural Joes. But we had a, you know, of course, we had a rep, we had a rep for the Joes. Yeah. And then, um, next episode, we got a couple of things up our sleeve for our next Zapocalypse episode. Oh, yes. Already working on it. Yeah. So, um, let us know and, uh... Yeah, otherwise we'll just uh, talk to you guys in about a week in our next podcast about all things non-zombie related. And just hella nerdy. But always have a little bit of zombie talk. Yeah. Always. Can't Can't uh, Yeah. We don't want them to feel unloved. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Talk to you later. Peace out, nerds.